Was Brandon Ingram's snub not being named an all-star starter? Plus, Jose Alvarado gets a little bit of help from Joel Embiid, and we get you set for the weekend. The Pelicans taking on the Nuggets, then the Celtics in a back-to-back. It's the Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday final show of the week. We got a bit of a fun one, particularly in the second segment. You probably have heard the story a little bit about Jose Alvarado and Joel Embiid, their double texts, and the fine that came from that. But this is just really cool and says a lot about Jose Alvarado and then more about the Pelicans' culture. I think this is kind of like a bigger deal than just it being like kind of a cute story. But I also want to get into Brandon Ingram in the All-Star game. You've got Andrew Wiggins starting. So we'll get into all that today and a little bit more in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show, subscribe, and leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep this free in five days a week for you all. So let's dive into the All-Star stuff. We got the announcement made of who the All-Star starters were. We don't need to really like run them down a ton. Although I found it kind of funny that you saw around like 2 o'clock yesterday, everyone being like, or some of the bigger name NBA reporters were like, oh my God, sources saying they're going to bring the All-Star starters out in a briefcase by, I think it was Ernst & Young, good good promotion for them, right? To, to be announced as if like anyone really gets excited to see a briefcase, unless you're, I guess, you're watching Deal or No Deal, uh, kind of being wheeled out there on, on like a TV show. It's just kind of weird. I think they just didn't want... Shams or Woj breaking it early, knowing that those two guys would have gotten a whole lot of who the five starters for each conference were going to be. But <laughs> just kind of funny, like, look, at there's going to be a briefcase. It's like, who cares? Like, who cares at all about that? We know how this gets done. So I'll start voting. 50% is fan voting. Keep that in mind for what we're about to talk about. 25% comes from the players, 25% uh, players and coaches, and then 25% comes from the media. This is largely a fan vote. And when you see some of the starters, yeah, it kind of makes sense, particularly one of them on the Western Conference. You have Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins starting on the Western, being named a starter on the Western Conference All-Stars. He's having a nice year. In fact, he's having a good year. I, I feel comfortable saying that, right? The Western Conference is LeBron James, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, John Morant, and Andrew Wiggins. One of these names is not like the other. Andrew Wiggins, 18 and a half points per game, two assists, and four rebounds. You know who cooked him when they played earlier in the year? Brandon Ingram of the New Orleans Pelicans, a former All-Star himself, a guy that has averaged consistently over 23 points per game the past two years. This year, Brandon Ingram, 22.4 points per game. That's more, that's basically four more, right, than Andrew Wiggins here. 22.4, yeah, it's four points more. 
he's averaging more rebounds, uh, 6.1 compared to Wiggins and his 4.3. And Wiggins and his nice two assists per game, nowhere close to what Brandon Ingram is doing at 5.2 per game. When you look at the numbers for Brandon Ingram, they're better than Andrew Wiggins is. This is largely a popularity contest. There's a reason LeBron makes it every single year. He's, he's also kind of deserving. You know, Steph Curry's been in there. You see guys kind of make it on there and get votes that shouldn't. Carmelo Anthony getting votes and things like that. So it's not surprising to see that a player on the team with the second best record in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors, in what's one of the bigger media markets in the NBA, is getting a lot of love and gets voted in as a starter. On his qualifications alone, maybe an all-star, maybe a fringe all-star, but definitely not a starter. And Brandon Ingram is putting up better numbers. When you see the Pelicans wanting to go all in and make a move and try and win now, it's as much about trying to get in for you, the fan, and to try and win a title, as much as it also is to send a message to guys like Brandon Ingram that we want you to succeed. If Brandon Ingram was on a team, say New Orleans, not not on a team, if the Pelicans were top four, top five in the Western Conference, I think you could make an argument that you'd see Brandon Ingram getting an absolute ton of love. You have John Morant, who's an all-star starter, and look, deservedly so in my opinion. 24 points per game, 6.7 assists, 5.7 rebounds. But if they were the eighth seed, if they were on the outside of the playoffs looking in, there's no way he'd be a starter. You'd see it go to someone like Devin Booker, potentially, right? Another big-name player that kind of deserves it more, but the team is not disappointing. The losing, the record of the Pelicans, 18-29, and 29, is holding Brandon Ingram back. Andrew Wiggins is the second, third, fourth best player on that Warriors team. It's not better than Steph, right? You could argue he's not better than Clay, though a little bit different right now. Clay coming back from injuries. There's Draymond Green, too. You know, he's getting the benefit of that big media market, but more importantly, they're 35 and 13. If that was the Pelicans record, Brandon Ingram would be a starter. I assure you of that. So when you hear names like CJ McCollum, you know, Norman Powell, some of the other names, De'Aaron Fox, even if it might be short-sighted for New Orleans to try and do this, and they should, you know, kind of go with a bit of a slower rebuild. This is about sending a message to Brandon Ingram and to Zion Williamson as well. And it's a powerful message. We want to win. We want you to go get your accolades and become the stars that you can be in the league. And so trading a lot of first-round picks, trading away a guy like Josh Hart, as much as we love Josh Hart, but for a better player, is smart. Because it's going to help you win games. And it's going to raise up a level of Brandon Ingram. And I think that's a pretty important thing and something that they want to do. Because Brandon Ingram, when cooked Wiggins one-on-one, and he's having a better season. In everything, basically other than like three-point percentage, but it's not like that much of a difference. And team wins. So winning games... Good for New Orleans, good for the Pelicans, but also sends a message to Brandon Ingram and is the type of thing that can potentially help keep him here long term. But it's kind of laughable that Wiggins is 
a starter, and he definitely, definitely should not be. So coming up, Jose Alvarado, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about that. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march deep into the uh, NFL playoffs and beyond. We got NBA games every single night. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to get started whether it's football basketball hockey boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 and all of the player prompts you could absolutely want bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts all right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast, but just subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. We're going to have a trade deadline, like all-star show, where we're going to break down every single deal live as they happen. We're going to have Antonio Daniels of the Pelicans broadcast, who was also part of Locked On there from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on February 10th. You're not going to want to miss it, making sense of all the deals, reacting in the moment so you know what the biggest takeaways are. All right, Brandon Ingram should at least be in more consideration. for. He's not going to make the All-Star team, but he should be in way more consideration than he actually is. And it's, it's kind of disappointing. And it's because of the Pelicans' record. So the Pelicans fought the other night against the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid went off and Joel Embiid is having an incredible season right now and has probably played himself into the MVP conversation, especially with Philly being 28 and 19, the opposite record of the Pelicans actually. So you see Joel Embiid going at it in that game with Jose Alvarado and Joel Embiid is notoriously petty, right? And doesn't seem to have a lot of respect for a lot of players around the league. This dude doesn't even respect Ben Simmons and threw him under the bus. And it's funny because he and Jose Alvarado were jawing at it. You know, they both went up for a jump ball at one point against each other, against each other, though Alvarado did not go after that jump ball, which was smart and kind of funny, but they picked up double texts at a certain point in time. And those technical fouls, whenever you get one, you know, there's a fine with it. And that go that fine increases more as, you know, you pick up more and more techs over the course of the year. For a guy like Joel Embiid, that fine is nothing. It's two grand for the first one, for your first one this season. You know, it, it gets to like four, then six, then eight, and all that stuff. For Joel Embiid, who makes like 40-something million dollars, like no big deal, right? Like that is, that's no money to him. That's basically pennies to you and I. When Anthony Davis was fined, 50000 75000 for the public like trade demand, I did the math on someone making like $75,000 and it was like the equivalent of like 110 bucks. Like, yeah, you don't want to lose that money if you don't have to, but depending on, you know, if you're making seventy five grand, dollars you can probably, you'll, you'll be okay. So you've got Joel Embiid getting this fine, no big deal to him. Means a little bit more to Jose Alvarado. We're not entirely sure the specifics of Alvarado's contract, but it's going to be somewhere between, say, 125000 to about 450000 That two grand, he can still cover it, don't get me wrong. Hits a little bit differently. But apparently during the game, he made a joke to Joel Embiid and says, and this was him at media availability the other day, quote, unquote, man, you know I can't afford that tech. You, why you want to give me that tech? And so after the game... Joel Embiid got in touch with Jose Alvarado and said, I'll pay the fine for you. This is awesome. 
again, Joel Embiid, like, how much respect does that tell you? And then Alvarado was talking that he and Embiid were cool throughout the game. They were talking. They were jawing at each other a little bit. But overall, like it was all in good fun. Clearly, as he said, it's just two ball players going at it. Nothing personal. This is an undrafted rookie on a two-way deal going up against one of the pr- uh, premier players in the NBA, an, an all-star starter in the East. And Joel Embiid is giving this dude so much respect, so much credit. That tells you a lot about Jose Alvarado, right? Like, just to have the balls, right, to go up to Joel Embiid and be like, really, dude, you got to pay that for me. Like, I can't afford that. And to kind of say something like that to him and not be intimidated in the moment of all of that, right? I might be kind of scared saying something like that to somebody out there on the court, but clearly Jose Alvarado does not. It tells you something about the dude, right? It's kind of emulated in the way he plays, I think, to a certain degree. You see it, right? Fearless. Fearless trash talking with Joel Embiid. And again, for Embiid to have that kind of respect for him and to take the time to like say, hey, we'll deal with this. I'll take care of it for you. You know, even if it's kind of going through like PR and getting got to the other team, all that stuff. He doesn't need to do that. He doesn't treat his teammates, Ben Simmons, with this much respect. He's thrown him under the bus. That's incredible to do it for an opponent, let alone an undrafted two-way player that has clearly made an impression on him, an impression on all of us, right? We love Jose Alvarado. You know, it's it, it says something, right? Like, it, and I think that's emblematic also of the culture here in New Orleans that Willie Green is building. These guys aren't scared of anybody. They weren't scared of going against the Philadelphia 76ers down their four best players. They're like, we're, we're going to go out and we're going to try and win. And we're not frightened of them. They might know they're not going to win a jump ball against Joel Embiid. But they're not scared of that team. They didn't just pack it in. And this story really is like representative of a metaphor, if you will, right? Like all of that. I think that's a really cool thing. And again, it's a reason why you are very proud of this team, why you want to support this team, I think. And shows, at least on some level, what they're building here and what Willie Green is building here. And look, what David Griffin has gotten right with some of the moves that he's made this past offseason after getting it wrong other years. Jose Alvarado, again, I don't know what his ceiling is in the NBA, but I'm cool with what he's doing right now. And I like what he's doing right now. It ties it, it all ties into kind of what they're what they're cooking here. And you've got to just love to see it. All right, coming up, two games over the weekend. The Pelicans take in on the Denver Nuggets tonight in the Smoothie King Center, then the next night against the Boston Celtics. Let's talk about those coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bill Bar. I, I got it ready for you all. I grabbed grabbed one here before. It's the the white uh, the white chocolate raspberry raspberry cheesecake. This thing is delicious. I eat one of these things every single day. And look, as Bilt Bar has been saying, you know, it's the new year. That means New Year's resolutions. And if you want to get fit or eat a little bit healthier, Bilt Bar is like a secret weapon when it comes to all this because these things taste amazing. So it's going to make it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because you're looking forward to eating one of these things. When I have sugar cravings, I'm really trying to cut down on like processed refined sugar and all that stuff. I grab one of these. It satisfies that craving and I'm eating healthy. 
Doesn't get any better than that. So you're not giving up on these things. You're not breaking down. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. If you can compare that to a candy bar or other protein bars, it's not going to win out every time. Built Bar is going to be the one that wins out. So if you need to have a secret weapon, and they have unbelievably delicious flavors. Ordered these. I have the coconut brownie chunks coming to me as well, though it's my favorite flavor. You've also got the mint brownie. I love the double chocolate. The raspberry is really good too. All of them are so good, and you can get a mix box where you're going to get a bunch of different flavors to discover which one is your favorite so go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at built.com. Right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, as well as the trade deadline, the NBA as a whole. And yeah, Brandon Ingram's getting a little bit screwed when it comes to the all-star stuff. And now for your second listen, host Ross Jackson with the Locked On Saints podcast, breaking down everything black and gold and Sean Payton stepping away. So let's get you set for the weekend kind of quickly here. The Pelicans taking on Denver, second meeting this season. I wanted to look at this game. I'm not a huge fan of doing previews because I can say a lot of things here. They should go do this. Here are the keys to the game, and they can still go and win without having done any of those. So I'm not a huge fan of doing keys to the game, things like that. The game back on December 8th, though, I thought was kind of intriguing. They won in overtime over the New Orleans Pelicans. That was a game where they, the Pels really could have won and maybe should have won. That game went to overtime, even though the Pels have been leading the majority of it, because they, they just did not really play smartly. And that was a game where a guy like Willie Green looked like a rookie head coach. The Pelicans had the lead and let the Denver Nuggets basically take that one away from them because he refused to double a guy like Nikola Jokic and instead let him play one-on-one and Jokic absolutely cooked the Pelicans down the stretch and in overtime. And that's not the way to go about doing this. I've watched a lot of Denver actually over the past couple of weeks, especially when doing Locked On NBA. They're really beat up right? They are really beat up. And while there's some talent there, their bench is terrible. And you need to let anyone else beat you other than Nikola Jokic. I don't mind if Will Barton does it, even though he's a noted Pelican killer, but he's not nearly as good as he's been in years past. Aaron Gordon has moments where he looks good and other moments when he doesn't. At least force him to be one of those guys rather than a guy that doesn't need to be very good and they can still win. You need to put the ball in other players' hands. So I'm going to be curious if Willie Green and the coaching staff make adjustments for this game. There's two more games between these two teams after this one. This is your second matchup. Can you make the right adjustments, which is very clearly do anything you can to not let Nikola Jokic beat you? 39 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds for him in that overtime win for the Denver Nuggets. No, like anyone else. Aaron Gordon was 3 of 7 in that one for 10 points, right? Will Barton had 20. I'm cool with that. Monty Morris, 11. Jeff Green, 8. Those guys are not great players anymore. Facundo Campazzo off the bench is garbage for them. Let him start to get hot and let them think he needs to stay in there. But they're beat up. They're very top-heavy with Nikola Jokic. You've got to let, like, just not him, please, 
not not Jokic letting letting him beat you. And then it's somewhat similar to for the Boston Celtics, right? On Saturday. And I need the Pelicans to win this one because John Krauss, my Wednesday co-host on Locked On NBA, who covers the Boston Celtics, he's the host of Locked On Celtics, is in town. He's going to be there. I don't want him to be happy. We want him to, to lose this game. You've got Jason Tatum, who's really broken out of his slump that he was in earlier on in the year. You would imagine a guy like Herb Jones is just going to be draped all over him. And to try and limit him as much as possible. Same for kind of, you know, uh, Jalen Brown, that you have to figure in some capacity it's going to be B.I. if B.I. is playing. And look, I don't, we don't know if Brandon Ingram is going to be playing in the game on Friday, yet he's listed as questionable. If he doesn't play, he probably gets upgraded and will play on this in the Saturday game. I don't think the Pelicans are going to completely mail in both of those, just one potentially. But Jalen Brown's going to be a factor in this. So is Jason Tatum. You got to play defense on those guys. Let other guys beat you. I'm cool if it's a guy, you know, like Al Horford. I'm cool if it's a guy like Robert Williams or anyone else, um, or Grant Williams too. Any of those guys are kind of sorry, Grant Williams over Robert Williams. Those are the people that like you can really live with and see what they can do. Um, about beating you. I'm, any of those guys, just don't let it be the stars. So let's see if Willie Green makes the right defensive adjustments. Again, maybe maybe they win and it's completely different than all of that. So we will we'll see. But I'm excited for these two games. Again, this is a chance for Willie Green to show off his growth as a head coach. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all on Monday.